Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Ignite Grand Rapids. This podcast is brought to you by Ignite Fellowship Church. Join us for service at 10 a.m. at 960 Alpine Avenue Northwest in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yeah, we're back, Jared Pippen. <laughs> I am being entertained. I am being entertained by Keisha. What? Oh my God, what? this girl is in the spirit of God. She is what? just worshiping. You know, you need to go back to church. You know anyway, what? the church is in me. I am the church. See, look at her. She gets look, look, look. She gets theologically on me. No, you are right though. She is. She she is just sitting back, praising God, singing the song, worshiping, you know you know and all of a sudden the table started rising, and I was like, what? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So anyway, Keisha, introduce our guest, please. You know what? I have had the pleasure of just briefly talking to a very phenomenal young lady who has traveled along the eastern borders of the United States near the Atlantic Ocean, but she is back with us. She's fantastic. Last, you know what? She is. She, she's beyond fantastic. She really is. She she is she she is. She is the, uh, uh, how do you say it? When you're looking at a target, mm -hmm. she's the arrow. Oh, shoot. Go ahead. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Don't just God, 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 is, God wow. is just shooting her right at the bullseye. And that's exactly where he has her right now at Grace, at Grace University. Yeah. And to see her doing the work that she's doing there, what kind of work is she doing? You know what? She's doing so much, but... What's your what's your, what's your aim? What's your bullseye? Her bullseye is social justice. Yes. Um... Making, I want to say empowerment. We, we talked about empowerment a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. To know each other and get to know but, each other. But her, the term she's using blew me away. What term she used? The one where she says, we are in this, right now, this this this, this, this uh, century. She called it what? Um, I didn't have The a new slavery. The new, oh, the new Jim Wait. The 21st, century 24th, 21st century slavery. That is deep. Okay. That is deep. So, but without, we got to. Well, I want to break that down. Without further ado. Ado. We have with us in the studio with us. With us. None other. None than other. Sharita. Sharita. Grand Rapids own. Come on. Edwards. Well. <laughs> Sharita is so glad. I'm so pleased to have you here with us and. We're gonna break it down real quick. Let's jump right into it. I'm going for the I'm going for the the the, 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 the jugular. That's the word I'm looking for. Are you ready? Yes. Why did you and why 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 the 21st century slavery? What does that mean? Break that down right now. All right. And then we'll talk about you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I kind of came up. Well, I actually didn't really come up with this. So a part of it comes from um, our education system and it also comes mm. from oppression that I see within society and communities and then our prison industrial system. And so when I look prison industrial system? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I look at the school to prison pipeline, and so by the time a child, a young person, is in the third grade, based upon their reading scores, will determine the number of prisons that we build in the United States. Wait, stop. Did you say... Oh, yes, she did. People are taking <laughs> data now... Yes. Yes. ...from third graders... Yes. ...to their determine... Reading scores. ...their reading scores to determine what needs to happen in the future? Yes. Shut up. Yep. And so, based upon those reading scores, society, or people with power, let me just say that, because not all society... People with power are making decisions that these young people 
are hopeless, are criminals, and they're going to be in prison. And so we're going to have a place to house them. So in other words, this, this is not just profile. This is fact. This is fact. This is fact. Yes. Based on illiteracy. Yes. This is... And, and, and well... Yes, based upon illiteracy and also based upon the lack of resources that are provi- provided for young people. Well, let's uh, are we let's call it. Are, are we talking about urban? Are we talking urban metropolitan young people? Yes, absolutely. Okay, we're talking about people of color. People, of, let's get right down to yeah, it. People of say. color. We can name it. So um, people of color. Black folks. Yes, us. Yes. Okay, so and Latino folks. And Latino <laughs> folks. So I want so everyone under the sound of our voice. When you, if you're listening right now, when you don't empower your child to read, yes. when you don't empower your child and educate your child, your child is on a road somewhere else. Absolutely. That's scary. Absolutely. That's scary. But can I say something? You so, must say so, something okay. because we can't just hold you're it here. <laughs> so everyone has to read the life and narrative of Frederick Douglass. Because he gave the clue. Yeah. And chapter six. Like, that's, I mean, like, it really hit me. Like, he really gave the clue. And the clue was this. When he began to talk about how slave owners, slave masters, whatever you want to call them. Right. um, When they pushed back, and it was unlawful, so they pushed where blacks and indentured servants, whatever we want to call ourselves, slaves, um, could not read, that it was unlawful for them to read. Right. They were thinking this, and this is the clue for where we're at right now in 2020. If our slaves are are able to read, they will be unmanageable, mm-hmm. and they will think that they're not supposed to be a slave. Ah, so what they're saying, let me tell you what they're saying, folks. They said they'll be empowered and they'll have vision. Absolutely. And where, where there's no vision, what? The people perish. There you go. When your child has, what, education, mm-hmm. they're empowered. Yeah. Isn't that deep? Yeah. Yeah. And then because I'll, education is power, That's is right. access, That's right. Come on. See, we're good. We are, we are, we're rolling. Education we are rolling is, right now. Yeah, education is the key. It's power, it's access, and it's opportunity. Mm. There it is. There it is. It's not, folks, let me just say this. It's not how much games your kids can play. It's how much they can read. Not how many videos. Turn the TV off. Even Let me tell you something. You can get into a serious problem in this COVID time if you're letting your child just game on and game on. Let them read. Get the library books out. I mean, you can do it. You can do it. Seriously. But how? I can't go to the library. I'm just saying. You can download books. You can download books. That's right. That's right. My wife does it all the time. For me, even. (laughs) (laughs) I I know we're getting ready to go to a break, but when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about that, that, those three um, foundations that you gave. Okay. So this is J.R. J.R. Nevada. That's my wife. (laughs) 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 This is J.R. (laughs) 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 On Ignite Radio with our special guest, Serena. We'll be right back on 102.5 FM, The Rock. I'm going to make a way out of no way. Make a way out of no way. Are you hearing me, folks? No, it's open door season. I know. This is J.R. Pimmon Ignite Radio. Thanks for listening to my craziness today. Um, I'm having a ball. I don't know why. I think it's the coffee. I think so. <laughs> Once this you... coffee entered me, I, I just went to like, oh, wow. Did you see? You know <laughs> what? You're acting like my great niece the other day. She was over and I said, you somebody would... gave her baby cat now. Well, because I'm telling you, she was on 10. <laughs> baby catnip? Like kitty cat food? I said they... 
I'm just correct like, yourself real quick because I'm, I'm about to go there. I'm, I'm using a, a parallel, oh, par- an analogy. Okay. She was on something. Something. She was full of energy. Energy. Okay, sure. Yeah. So not literally catnip. Oh. So, anyways, we have you have a no phenomenal idea. Woman <laughs> with us Girl, that I was good pivoting. That was good pivoting. I like that. Yes. But anyway, Sharita is here with us. I'm loving the conversation off air and on air. We are back with her. Yes. And so last time when we were. Um, before we were talking about, I wanted to talk about those three foundational truths, if you will, um, that you said Frederick Doug- Douglass talked about. So let's just revisit that. That's one of my that's one of my heroes. I mean, one of my historical black heroes. He, Frederick Douglass is one of them. Yeah. And I, I, I love him. I love reading about him. I love what he did. I love everything that he did for the black uh, uh, through the American black people. Absolutely. He was definitely. A man ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. Way ahead of his time. So let's talk about those. So the power, access, and opportunity. Power, access, and opportunity. Power, access, and opportunity. Take your time, girl. Take your time. Just go. You're all right. All right. So the power portion to me, the power, access, and opportunity, all lends its ear towards oppression Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and what we are seeing in society right now. So what does that look like today? So what that looks like is certain people are in positions of power and those with power will not wield that power. So let's just be Well, that's because let's just call it what it is. That's why there's redlining today. That's why there's other things. In other words, they they clearly don't want to make black people successful. And they know if there's some things that are done, like reparations. If they gave reparations to black people, do you know how many... You know how much that would help black students go to college, black students, black businesses, you name it. It empowers us, and they're scared of us. But it's never. No, no, call, call it what it is. It's fear. It's fear because they lose what control. It's no different than your relationship with Jesus Christ. God wants control, but you don't want to give it up. Why? Because at the end of the day, you're afraid. Woo! Don't let me go there. Go ahead and preach. We're in good company. I I, I almost went somewhere with that, though. (laughs) Come on. I don't know. This just came to me, but the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Give by force. So let's 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 continue with that. So we're talking about the power, Um, and people in power don't want to wield it. Right. They're not not relinquish it. They're going to hold on to it. Absolutely. So. What are the other two? Let's talk about the other two and then we'll... So then it's access. Become... And then it's opportunities. Access to... Access to quality education. Okay. Access to health care. Access to um, reading. Critical... I mean, it's just like access to everything. Access to food. You know, what we're going to eat. So it's just... Well, even... um, Yeah. Even... Come on, updated computer systems, internet, the whole thing. I mean, some things that right now that single moms are struggling with because they can't have, they can't, they're struggling because they can't be home with their kids right now. Mm -hmm. Or she can't afford internet, or she can't afford a a nice laptop for her child to keep up with the kids who already are way and far beyond. There are things, I'm just breaking it down. I'm sorry. We want to I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. trying to keep it right. simplistic. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Understandable. Employment, That's right. Wage, not just minimum wage, but a livable wage. How do you overcome? Whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no. Fair wages. 
Okay, let's call it what it is because you can have a black man and a white man have the same education, same experience, but he gets more based on the white man. Why? Because he's white. It's privilege. That's your privilege. Who's asking? Well, then just add a female onto that. Oh, so just, now oh, she's wow. black and a female. And a female. She, she goes, oh, left. come on now. That's even worse. Well, yeah, trust me, I understand. Because <laughs> I am the black female. Well, I am black and Well, can female. we add this to the mix, too? Because if you're black, or yeah. I'll say black male or black female, yes. and your name is ethnic, like on your resume, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're not probably gonna even get an opportunity See? to get the job interview. That's why my mom and dad named me. That's why my mom and dad named me Jr. So, so I could be like Jr. from Dallas. <laughs> No, no, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. When I moved back to, I moved from Virginia and I moved back to Grand Rapids with um, two degrees of. Take master's. your time. Oh, take my. I'm getting confused with this. No, no, don't, don't look at Chad. Look at me. Oh, look at you. All right. All right. All right. And so, with a master's degree, coming back to Western Michigan, the place whom we love, I had 72 denial letters for a job I where I was the only one who kept overly that qualified. Type of stuff. 72. We're going to talk. Okay, hold that thought. Mm-hmm. Keisha's going to come back to you with that. We'll be back after this, folks. This is J.R. Pimp on Ignite Radio on 102.5. The Ride. Hey, this is J.R. Pimp on Ignite Radio. Hope you're being blessed out there with the music. The music gets good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. <laughs> I think that because Keisha... Um, wasn't here while we were doing our break, so I didn't have to do all the praise and worship stuff. You know what? <laughs> That's all right, girl. You can have church anytime you want. I know. I anyway. Can. <laughs> you ain't going to stop my flower. Oh, snap. Isn't that funny? I just love people. That's one show I'm going to have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just have a really a show about when people say, I got to get my praise on. I'm going oh. I'm to I'm I'm talk about selfish praise. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, our guest. Let's get to our guest. Yes, um, we have with us, and, and if you tune, if you're just tuning in, we have the phenomenal Grand Rapids grown uh, Sharita Edwards with us, and we have been talking about oh a lot of stuff. Um, and before we uh, took a break the last time, we were talking about our own personal experiences. And you were talking about how you moved back from Virginia, back home to here in West Michigan, and you received 72 reject letters. But this is a part of those pillars. She, she's still part of those pillars she's building because she did tools. She still had to do the third pillar stuff. Right? I know, but we were talking about that. Right. I think she incorporated that in. Didn't Don't she? mess up my flow. My man. Because <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> your name and how the challenges that people who have names that are not mainstream face because yeah. I faced it yeah. I experienced it and I'm like was I not qualified for that yeah. why Why didn't I get an interview and then I see because I'm old enough I'm like let me see who they hired for this position and I'm like oh mm-hmm. I see her name on the, uh, or his name on the website so we know how to figure out what's going on people y'all better pay attention so let's finish talking about those other things. Uh, things we talked about that Frederick Douglass uh, introduced. Uh, power was one. Um, access. Access. Yep. And then the last is opportunity. Opportunity. So let's talk about that because if you take all those things that we talked about, now we're at opportunity. Are we're not we're at a disadvantage? Oh, we are definitely at a disadvantage. So 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 let's talk about that a little bit. What does that look like? 
so what that looks like is allowing people who do not look like you come from the same neighborhoods as you come from to have opportunity to get jobs. I like how you talked about it's not just a living wage or a livable wage, but it's a fair yeah. wage. Like yes. pay me what I'm worth. Yes. Right, which is another thing that we experience within society of us not being able to get paid for what we're worth based upon the color of our skin or our gender, per se. So, because I know, I'm like Jamil Robinson, he's very involved in the community with uh, empowerment and just opportunities for people. Um, So, does it take somebody like that to really start to make headway? Or Because sometimes we have to navigate that ship but what does that look like? So I say it's, it's a two-part. So one, as, like, I'll, I'm going to keep using the word oppressed and oppressor. Mm-hmm. Because anytime that you're oppressed, that means that there's an oppressor. Absolutely. And so one part is allowing those who are oppressed is you have to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. So you have to be visible. You can no longer be silent. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to put yourself out there. So I like to say... Um, Forcing ourselves to have a seat at the table. Like, you have to fight for that. Yeah. Like, Dr. King, the, the civil rights movement, it didn't happen just because they had conversations. It happened because they forced themselves to have a conversation. Yeah. So that's a part of it. you got to force yourself to have a seat at the table. And those who are already at the table, they have to be open to allow that place for you. Yeah. And so that means you need allies. You have to have allies. And so I like to tell this to everyone, like, or to especially to my students, like, um, let's, if we're talking about race, sometimes I call white people people of the lighter hue. Not all people of the lighter hue are our enemies, mm-hmm. right? Right. And so it's important for us to recognize who's for us and who's against us. And those who are for us, you have them with their white privilege to open up doors to give you access and opportunity. Because sometimes they can allow you to go places where you can't go by yourself. And that's just the realness of it. So let's talk about, because we know the story of Harriet Tubman, mm-hmm. how she escaped, but then she came back and some people were like, uh-uh, I don't want to leave. Yeah. I want to be here. Yeah, because they're comfortable. So, and you talked about becoming uncomfortable. You be have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Absolutely. Because people won't speak up, they won't say anything, or you may have somebody who looks like you or me at, at a seat at the table, but what are their, they're there for what, just the color of their skin, or are they really there for the agenda of making change? You know, it's, it's one thing, I knew I had to take my son, my son was nine years old at the time, and I remember this clearly, and he was in elementary school, and I said, you know what, if my son's going to go to college, i got to give him something more than just knowledge. And I had to give him vision. So, of course, I took him to the big house. Took him to the big house. You Michigan. Took him to the White House? No, no, no. Woo! The big house. The University of Michigan. Mm. The football stadium. I knew if I tailgated and gave him the experience. <laughs> now, I know there's many other colleges that chose yes. but I had, But I'm a little biased. Yes. But here's the thing. The thing is, is that when he went, saw the band, saw the drumming, saw the people, saw the excitement, saw the science building. Yeah. He looked at me at nine years old and said, Dad, I'm going to be a paleontologist for 10 years. I said, well, that's a little more. That's a lot of school. He said, well, if I go and get my master's and doctorate, they'll name a bone after me. 
<laughs> now he knew that at nine. Now watch this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little time here. I'm sorry, but here's the thing. The thing is, he got vision, and when he had vision, guess what? It took over and said, "You're not done until this is done." See, the problem is, is that our kids, not they may have knowledge, but they only have a ten block radius of a vision, because sometimes we didn't open up their world. Come on now. I'm, I'm going that. somewhere. I love that. Okay? And let me just say this. I'm going to share a little more when we come back. Yeah. How Jesus opens up our what? Our worlds. That's why he says the kingdom of God what is at hand. I go to a prepare a what? Place. God's got come. I'm going somewhere with this. All right? So I'm going to come back. And I hope you get pumped up out there too, folks. Because guess what? We can all be kingdom champions one way or another. We'll be back after. Yeah, there you go. There you go, folks. I hope you're being blessed out there. This is Pastor J.R. Pippen. And we, yes, I know. You know, It's one of those songs where you're like, okay, is it over? Right. <laughs> That's all good. Um, I wonder if you're in concert, if they say yes like 10 times. They probably, you know, <laughs> and all of a sudden the, the organ starts. <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> I don't even know if people understand that. Uh, oh, when the organ gets going, that's when the shouting starts. Oh, I see. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay, I'm at the party. Took me back. I'm there. I'm there. I thought you were sanctified. I am. It's all good. It's all good. But anyway, um, uh, we have a beautiful guest with us. You know, she is. She's a very beautiful soul. And, uh, and you're, you're brilliant. You're, brilliant. you're a brilliant woman of God. And he's put you in the right place in the right season. Mm -hmm. It's obvious. And to your parents out there, good job. I know that's right. Good job. Is I know. Your mom is listening, right? My mother and my father are both listening. They're both listening? Why don't we give them a shout out? Hey, mother. Hi, dad. Laura. And Robert Edwards. No, 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 no. She got pronunciated. She said, no, she said, mother. Father, <laughs> she's like, oh, I got. They brought me up. I got to say this. <laughs> That's right. If you are, you are representing them, and you want to make. Oh, she made it clear. It. She made so, it clear. Go on, girl. Say the names again. Carolyn and Robert Edwards. Yes, this nice is their daughter. You. Nice to meet you, folks. <laughs> nice to meet you. With us, and we are excited to have her. Yes, um, Pastor Jr. Thank you for letting her be on the air today, <laughs> and uh, uh, Dad Edwards. Thank you for being her covering. Amen. 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 All right. Well, here we go. Miss Sarita. Where were where were we when we last took a break? You we were rolling. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Um, the vision. Yes. Because when I gave my son vision, folks, if you don't give your kids what vision, where are they going? Perish. Because it's okay for them to have dreams and visions and revelations because you don't know that has been given by God, planted by God. Right. The question is, they just need people to help them on their journey. Mm -hmm. I have a response to Come on, girl, go ahead. If you don't give them vision, where are they going? I have two places for them. Come on. They're going to the grave or oh. going to prison. That's where they're going. Let's go back to the other beginning of the show. According to the what? The stats, the facts. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So society says we have a place for you, those without vision. And that place is gonna either be you to be deceased. Wow. Or you to be in prison. That's why it's important, parents, that you put your kids, take them out of the city, get or let them go with a group or something so that they can look and see and say, I can have more. Yeah. 
that's why God has to speak to us. You know why? Go back to go back to Israel. She said it best, right? Because Israel told Moses once they got to this trap, we could have just died in Egypt. Let us go back to what? Egypt. They were re they were willing to go suffer back in bondage, then to face their fear and walk into freedom. Well, that's just what I was talking about with Harriet Tubman. She's there. It is. Come on. She's trying to bring people back or take them with her to freedom, but it's comfortable. No, then that means we gotta figure some things out. That, that means we gotta fight through some things. Yes. We have to be cold. That means we have to suffer some things. Uh, why can't we just stay here? We just we're, familiar. Familiar. We're, we're familiar with here. Right. We're familiar with our bondage. We right. know what that looks like. Because it's, we, 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 yeah, it's familiarized. Mm -hmm. Yes, go ahead, go ahead. So, I mean, just speaking to that, but like you were saying, um, JR, if we don't expose them to something beyond, I won't say, I guess just for analogy purposes, the four walls that they're in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard stories of people, young uh, black and brown children who are in the city who've not even gone to the beach. The beaches of Grant, or the, the beaches Lake of Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And so they don't go beyond Kent County. They don't go beyond their neighborhood. You wow. know, just they stay in those places. But why? Lack of resources? Yeah. Um, lack of. I mean, there's so many different variables that you can say are contributing to that. But like you were talking about giving people an opportunity or planting a seed or, or what can you do to make change? Think about this. Satan already is and Satan's already putting your kid in bondage when we tell our kids, well, we can't go down south because, you know, the KKK is down there. Mm. Or you can't go and do this or do that. See, we're already stifling our children just based off boundaries we place in their life off racism. So, but the thing is, you got to get them to think beyond racism. Yeah. You can't let the devil destroy them and hold them what down. Mm -hmm. So you got to give them what Martin Luther King says. I have a dream, right? Yeah. He says, "I've seen the promised land." Come on, y'all. He was trying to tell the people, "Keep your hope alive. Yeah. Keep your hope what? Keep it ahead." See, what we do is we we don't we we we, we fall short and we give up and we quit. Come on. We don't have to do that. And don't put your kids in that bondage you're in. Just because you are there don't mean they gotta join you. Just because you're there don't, that's why That's why I'm sorry to hear our kids leave college when they gotta come back and help with the bills. I'm sorry when they, yeah. you're destroying their dreams. Don't put your trust in kids, put your trust in Jesus. Come on. Come on. I mean, I mean, where's your hope? Where's your hope? All right, we got a special announcement here real quick. Well, I can't tell you the details, but Commissioner Walmart has, is calling for our prayers. Uh, he just informed me that uh, one of our uh, city leaders, Paul Mayhew, and his family are in the hospital right now, and he's fighting for his life. Mm. He's not well. Keep praying right now that God will spare his life yeah. and that God will continue to have him be with us. Let me pray right now. He's my family. So Amen. Father in heaven, we just want to lift our brother up right now, yes. the man of God unto you. The man of God who has given his life for the work in the city to see, to see the people that he invested in thrive. Yeah. 
Father, he has given so much, and now we would ask that we would give back to him in our prayers. Lord, restore his body, yes. if it be your will. Father, we pray right now for healing upon him. Yes. We ask that you would help him to rise up. Help him to rise up. Touch him right now in Jesus' name. And let you, and Father, what, whether the situation is, you work everything out for the good of those who love you, who are called according to your purpose. And we ask, Lord, right now that you would intervene and you would restore his body. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We'll be back after this. There you go, folks. There you go. Yes. This is Jared Pimmel, Ignite Radio. Hope you're enjoying the, the music of Ignite Radio. It's been really a pleasure. You're listening to it on 102.5 oh. FM, The Ride. Yes, yes, yes. We want to thank Mr. Walmack and crew for having us on the radio show. Absolutely. Um, we have a beautiful, wonderful woman here, and she is just a beautiful woman of God. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate you, Sharita. We really do. And having you here on the show, it has it's just been really exciting and yet I, informational. Insightful. Very much. Absolutely. And, it, and once again, it goes back to all this area of those three pillars you mentioned. The pillar of access, opportunity, and uh, power. 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 Mm-hmm. These, are, these are really critical for us as a people. And sometimes I think we look at the wrong way to do it. Um, give me a little bit of your faith story. The reason why I'm asking is because it's critical for the people to hear your how, how, how your journey with God and how that has affected where you are today. Break it down. So thank you. So brief journey. I gave my life to Christ in '97. Grew up in the church, New Hope. All right. <laughs> but I was not saved. I, Thought I was saved because I said they said, "Do you love Jesus?" I said, "Yeah." So I got saved when I was in college, and that actually just changed. It just changed my life, wow. my world. Where'd you go to college? Um, I went to Norfolk State University in Norfolk, Virginia. Virginia, Virginia yeah. Hold yeah. the green and gold. Oh, oh, represent. <laughs> and um, so I was one like I was literally sold out for Jesus. Mm. And one thing that sparked me and sparked me on this journey so I've always been like passionate about justice um, but once I got saved and I realized like God is the God of justice like that's his character that's his attribute Come on. I'm like I'm supposed to be like who he is mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to represent him and his kingdom here in this earth and so that means that I'm supposed to speak out um, towards anything of darkness that's coming to plague God's people and so I took that on as a mantra like that is the ethos of who I am because wow. God said that is who he is yes. and he's in me and so right. since he, he's in me I'm supposed to represent him right? and so I am a voice I, I like to say for Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and so um, let me see I got my license as an evangelist in 99 got ordained in 2001 moved back to Virginia I um, was married I mean moved back to Grand Rapids and I got married then I was pastoring for a while and now I am um, divorced I still have a ministry called Justice Bible Worship Experience. We've kind of been on hold since um, COVID, but I still have my ministry. Um, and I do a lot of warfare, spiritual warfare. So I like to say I'm a demon hunter. 
Mm, we need the to other part of who Jesus was. Um, for this purpose was the Son of God made manifest to destroy the works of Satan. Yes. And so I am I'm just representing Jesus in this earth to annihilate Satan's work and the work that he's doing on God's people. And what would and, and how do you do that? So sometimes it's just one-on-one, sometimes it's just pastoring, and it's, um, well, it's open collectively, um, hearing, being in tune with the Holy Spirit, saying and doing what He tells you to say and do, and then watch the manifest the manifestation from Him. Yeah. And yes. then sometimes it's, it's one-on-one. I've seen God bring forth deliverance in a person's life by just giving them a hug or yeah. saying, I see you. Mm. And I love you, but most importantly, God loves you. And you never know how much that means to other people and what that does for people just to to hear you see me i'm not invisible yeah and so deliverance comes in numerous ways some is just speaking god's truth and some is i see satan in operation of your on your life and i'm going to bind and rebuke that in the mighty name of jesus christ that's good that's good folks this you just heard a quick story <laughs> of her faith story Love it. and uh that's who she is right now we're not done yet we'll be back at the top of the hour this is jr pittman on ignite radio on 102.5 it's big all right <laughs> it's big, it's big, because you know why? The kingdom of God is bigger than all of us. Sure and I want everyone to know it's not about you. It's about always him. It's Amen. about his glory. His glory through us, in us. That's why when Isaiah was stepping out right there in front of cherubim, seraphim, in the presence of God, he said, who will go? Because mm. mm. he saw God bigger than what he ever thought. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that deep? Once again, it's about what? Vision. What do you see? What do you see? There you go. Good stuff. You are in a great place. God is using you. As I said in the beginning, you're the arrow and God is preparing. He, he, he has fired you and you have landed right where you are. And here you are. And God's making a difference with you already. Amen. And we get to be, we're privileged to get to interview you and to hear this. And I want, I want you to speak to the people real quick and just say how God can bless them and what have you learned through your journey and how God can, how can God bless the people out there that are maybe facing fear, anxiety, but they know there's a call on them. They know that God has more for them, but they got to remember it's not about them, right? And I'll just say this, and when God calls you, he doesn't call you alone. He puts people around you. <laughs> Go on, girl. Amen, amen. So, Scripture comes to mind that faith is a substance that is hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so I think that we're in a season and, and a time where God wants us to continue to have faith in what? In Him. Yeah. And to hope in Him. Like, it's not over. And I tell people this. Never give up. Don't give in. It's not over. God, what God said that he's going to do, that it shall be accomplished because God is not a man that he should lie. And so if he said it, if he spoke it, if he's shown you, it's going to come to pass. But a part of it coming to pass is we have to be in a position to be like, I'm patient. I can be patient and wait on you and the move. Because what I've learned, and, and I'm telling you this, don't do what I did. 
what I did was I was impatient and I didn't want to wait for God. And I said, I'm going to move, I'm going to make this happen for myself because I know that I can. And there's consequences to that. There's consequences. And it cost me. It almost cost me my life, to be honest with you, because I almost had a breakdown. I almost lost my mind. But God. And so it's important to remember, one, that God has you and God loves you and God will see it through. But we have to be patient and we have to wait on him because he's moving and shaking and doing things that's not visible to the eye. That's why that faith is yeah. in Like, I know I can't see it, but I know what you're doing on a spiritual level. It's going to be manifested in the natural level. And so I'm just going to wait and I'm going to go with you because I know that you will make my path straight and that you will open up doors that no man can close. And so that, I just want to encourage people, wait on the Lord, trust in him, love on him, lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will I promise you, he will direct your path. Look at that, folks. That right there. You know, a lot of people don't realize she quoted about five scriptures. I know. I'm like, ooh. Yeah, and I was like, good, isn't that good? good? And and I believe that's the piercing of the heart right now. Yeah. And God can easily penetrate the heart when his word is what? Spoken. Yeah. It doesn't return what? Void. That's good. So this is good stuff. This is good stuff. Um, and let me just, let me, let me give you one thing before we take a break here. When uh, when God has you in a waiting place, and you know it, and you're losing patience, let me tell you what's happening. When you're starting to lose patience, you're saying, I don't want you to be my God. You're saying to God, I don't trust you. That's what you're telling God. And all of a sudden, you start moving to that front door. You're about to open that door and go out without God. You're actually looking at God and saying, you stay there. I'm going out without you. Mm-hmm. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. But watch this, watch this. But I still want to go to heaven. Mm. But I don't want to fully trust you with my life. Mm-hmm. But but I still want to make it, will you make, me, make sure I'm still part of that the great number. Mm-hmm. Will you make sure that I get in the pearly gates? But then you have people who will say, well, maybe that was just me. Maybe that wasn't God. Maybe that was, the, you know, you, and I was talking well. to one of my daughters the other day about <laughs> Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck where you had the angel on this shoulder and oh, the devil yeah. on this shoulder. And so you have that, that battle. That well, I like this. I like this. But that's not biblical. No, I'm just saying. I know, no, 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 no. This is good. This is good. I'm giving a visual. I love that. I love that. But I got something I want to add to that. Add to it. Because here's the thing. I'm not. Put, I'm not belittling you. No, no, no. I know you're not. Because the world says there's the devil and then there's the angel. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says we wrestle not against what? Flesh, Flesh and blood. blood but, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the... I know all of that. No, no. I'm just giving a visual. <laughs> no, 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 no. But here's the other part. The other part is in Galatians when he says you're wrestling against who? Flesh you're wrestling, your first thing you're wrestling against is yourself. Mm-hmm. Isn't that deep? See, see, yeah, see, exactly. See, we, we wrestle against what we want. Exactly. That's exactly what she was saying. Yeah, that's deep it's to like, me. But here's the thing, though. When we step out and we're impatient, we're wrestling against ourselves, there is a cost to it. You don't win. You lose. <laughs> that's good right there by itself. 
I'm a bit. <laughs> we we gotta come back. Yeah, we gotta come. We gotta come back. This is JR from Night Night Radio. Yeah, we're back, Jared Pittman on the Ignite Radio, and thanks for hanging, hanging with us this afternoon. We've had a wonderful time with our beautiful guests, and uh, I tell you, this has been really, really good. Yes, really And uh, Sharita has just been a blessing. You've just been a blessing. And to all those that are listening in her behalf, thank you. Thank you. And um, we hope that we can uh, gain you even as a listener. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, you got one more thing before we, because uh, this is our last spot with her right now. Yeah, I just want to let you know when we were talking about uh, deliverance and, you know, our role or what we can do or shouldn't do, um, sometimes people will take that into their own hands be like, I'm going to cast this out, cast that out. But talk about that a little bit, because I know we're about to close, but since we were talking about like some of the challenges that we faced um, personally, um, there's somebody out there right now who, who they're trying to take things in their own hands, but you're talking about being patient and wait on God. Talk about that a little bit um, to the young lady who, I don't know, maybe she's in this relationship and she's trying to force things to happen. Because we've both been there. Mm-hmm, so talk about that a little bit and just encourage her. So if I can first just respond to the what I'm going to do and I'm going to cast it out. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for everyone to know, especially when it comes to deliverance, that they're, that you are not doing anything. Right. You are just a vessel. And it's actually the Holy Spirit. It's the working of Jesus Christ is doing the work. So you are just a vessel for him representing him. So that's the, the one piece. Um, regarding young ladies, I think, so I think this this is huge and this is big. So one, what I had to learn about myself is the importance of one, loving myself. And so I think we have to start there because yeah. if you don't love yourself, you will open up yourself to all types of things that's not working for your good. Yeah. That actually comes and works against you. And so that means when you love yourself, you're able to say, no, this is not good for me. Mm-hmm. And I like to tell people, like, a part of that is being selfish. Like, I love myself enough mm-hmm. that I'm going to do what's best for me. Like, I love Sharita, so I'm going to do what's best for Sharita. And guess what? You're not best for Sharita. Yeah. You're not good for Sharita. Mm-hmm. Because when loving you is hurting me, mm-hmm. we're not in a good place. This is yeah. not a good place. When loving, when loving you, you is hurting, hurting me. me. Wow, whether it's financially, whether it's uh, physically, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And if you can't build me up spiritually, one, I don't really need you. Like, if you can't even go to the throne on my behalf, baby, I don't think I can say you sent from God. We about to be on the podcast. (laughs) 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 I'm serious. Because people need to hear this. We need to hear this as women, as young women. If somebody would have sat down and told me that, and nothing against my parents or you know anybody else, because sometimes you don't want to hear what they got to say anyways. But if it's coming from somebody else, a place where it's non-threatening and it's a neutral party, but they're telling you something that's good for you, the likelihood of you accepting that is greater. Can I say one more thing about this to the ladies? Yes. Okay. So ladies, if you're listening and you're having a problem with loving yourself, I want to give you an assignment. 
and this is the excitement out and, and so this is radical so just notice I need you to get in front of your mirror a big long mirror and I need you to take your clothes off and as you're standing in that mirror and you're looking at yourself and all of you and all of your nakedness I need you to begin to minister to yourself and tell yourself I love me I love me with all of my flaws with acne with the fat with whatever else is going on on your body and begin to love you but start in your nakedness mm, that's good that's your that's, that's your assignment wrong. ladies yeah I'll say nothing I will I will say this. I will say this. And let me just say this out loud and very clear. A lot of a, a, a lot of some of the insecurities is because some women don't have a proper covering. Mm. And when you don't have a proper covering, and it starts with a father, and when there's no when there's an absent of absentee of a father, then you'll have a problem. Because what happens is a father shows a daughter how to love herself. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going somewhere with this. And a daddy will look at his daughter and say, I don't care what the society says, you're beautiful. You see what I'm saying? And she'll carry that. She'll carry that. But that's what your heavenly father's trying to tell you, is that you're beautiful. You see what I'm saying? We as fathers need to teach men how to be better what? Covering. That's a topic within itself. It's good to have you on the show. It's good to be here. Thank you. I can't wait to talk to you some more. Folks, I should have been giving her her proper title, and I'm going to give it to her right now, but Professor Professor Shanita Edwards. Sharita. Sharita Edwards. I just lost that. I was was doing good there for a while. I should have added the professor in there. (laughs) But it's good to have you, Professor. I'm glad you were here with us. Continue the work of the Lord at at Grace Christian University. Continue to serve the kids and the Lord where you are. And uh, we look forward to having you back in January. Amen. I look forward to coming back. Thank you so much. Folks, I'll be back after this. This is Pastor J.R. Pittman. I will be back with my pastoral words. There you go, folks. Hey, I'd like to start my pastoral moment here with you. And we'll go from there. You know, we talked a little bit about vision today. And I I don't know, for some reason it keeps coming back to me. But um, definitely, God has to give us vision. Let me tell you what the vision is. That all men will be with me in eternity. There it is. There's the vision. The vision is that the vision is that he wants everybody in heaven with him. Okay, so what's the mission? Go make disciples. There's the mission. The mission is making disciples to accomplish the vision. Isn't that deep? <laughs> that is so deep to me. But Satan's going to try to come against that plan. Now, the Word of God tells us in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no, what, vision, the people perish. Let me tell you what that means in the Hebrew. When it says there's no vision or revelation, the people perish, watch this, it means chaos. It means chaos. Isn't that deep? You want to look at our country right now? There's no vision. There's what? Chaos. Men and women of God should bring vision. And with vision, we should bring hope. See, that's the deep part. I want to encourage everyone out there. Do you have a vision? Do you have a revelation that you receive from the Lord? Because if you do, it's going to put such a hope and a joy in you. It's going to be amazing. 
to know that God wants to use you for his purpose and his plan to accomplish something mighty. Excuse me. God wants you to engage in a work that started 2,000 years ago. Did you know that? And he wants to give you a vision for it. But your vision that he gives you or the revelation will coexist with his. To see that all people come to Jesus. That's his hope. That's his heart. How about with you? Are you ready to start that journey? Are you ready to engage in that vision, that revelation of letting Jesus be your savior, your king right now? And start that beautiful journey, not just to be a disciple, but then to start making them. Folks, this is serious. This is real stuff. This is what Ignite Radio is all about. This is what J.R. Pittman's all about. I am all about my father's business. No different than what Jesus said when he was 13 years old. In Jerusalem, having a tailgate. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So I want to challenge everybody under the sound of my voice. Will you receive a revelation from God today? I dare you to call out to him. I dare you. God bless you. See you next week.